Jalen Green on the other side. Counted his first two points of his NBA career. Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. Friends, welcome to Hoops and Cards. I am Gary, your host. Great to be with you as uh, we talk about the NBA playoff push. The uh, the NBA right now is an absolute blast. Every night there are games going into overtime or games that are exciting to see. Player performances that I just can't believe I'm seeing. The way Damian Lillard has played at age, what is he? And he's averaging close to 40 a night the last 10 games. It's a, it's a fun season. Despite all of the uh, injuries... Anthony Davis is back, I guess, but you've got guys like Zion, LaMelo, LeBron, Kevin Durant slipping around on the on the court. You know, you've got guys that are hurt, Cade, and uh, teams that are clearly hoping for Victor Wembanyama. You have uh, teams like the Spurs and Magic, Pistons, whoever it is. Guys, when it comes to basketball cards and buying and selling cards, I hope you had a great weekend and got some good deals at the dealer, or maybe you sold some stuff. You're like, I'm selling uh, players that I, I, you know, I know right now they're playing well, and I want to sell while there's attention on them, or I want to sell while there's a market uh, during this season, a chance that they might make the playoffs. And today I want to talk for a few minutes with you about playoff teams. Really, there are some teams that the value of those cards, the value of certain players as they perform, as there's an anticipation, a lot of people want to buy the hype of going into the playoffs, the hype of what a guy could do. Luca could win the MVP. Tatum could win the MVP. Joker could get his third. Uh, by the way, the, the prices on such a low pop count, like the, the Jokic Donruss rated rookie PSA 10, some of these cards of him and Embiid are just, there's not many of them out there, people. And uh, they're still pretty affordable. But I digress. There are teams on the bubble, bubble teams in the Eastern Conference. And I think everybody knows about, you know, how good Milwaukee and Boston and Philly and Cleveland. And yeah, the Knicks bringing it. Shout out to the Big Apple, the New York Knicks and Julius Randle just uh, reviving his career as a superstar. Love what the Knicks are doing, how fun they are to watch and how their coach has actually given over the keys to a guy like Jalen Brunson or to young dudes like, Emmanuel quickly and said, go get him, go get him tiger. Like so good. They're so fun to watch, but you have a lot of teams in the East. In fact, I'm going to give you six, six teams in the East. And uh, if you are like me, you, you have certain teams that you follow pretty closely and certain teams where you're like, I don't have a clue what's going on in Sacramento. I don't, I don't know what's happening in Miami. Like there are teams where it'll help for me to give you some background on how they're doing this season, what I see in their card market values, and will the playoffs make much difference at all? Because some of these teams are within a game or half a game of being in the in the playoffs or making the play in. And if they get a full series in them and then certain players just show off what they can do, certain guys like, I mean, I'll talk about a Western Conference guy for a second. If Oklahoma City continues on the upswing, Shea Gilgis-Alexander gets in a series as Oklahoma City might be the eight or seven seed. 
Couldn't that be exciting to see SGA take on the Denver Nuggets? I would love to see what that guy can do in the playoffs and how fun Oklahoma City's young players in this learning environment. Man, once they get Holmgren. Anyhow, there's a guy like SGA. Let's look about the Eastern Conference, all right? Teams six through mm, 11. So we're talking now about a couple teams that that right now, if the season ended today, they would be in the playoffs. Some would be in the play-in and some would be going golfing or listening to this podcast. <laughs> they would be doing something else, right? They'd be going, they'd be booking their hotel rooms in Chicago for the national, you know, they'd be making their trips to Australia to, to tour the basketball forever network offices and all the other things they want to do in Sydney. So, you know, there are teams like Brooklyn. The Nets are still, right now as I record this, as of press time, they're number six in the East. Everybody's, they lost Durant. They traded Kyrie. Blah, blah, blah. They're still sixth in the East, people. They still have a lot of talent. They added, right, Dorian Finney-Smith, Spencer Dinwiddie, Mikhail Bridges, Cameron Johnson. They got lots of players who can do lots of things. And they have some nights where, I mean... I mean, you know, players are really getting their chance to shine. Do I think that they'll retain the sixth seed? I'll be shocked if they do, because there are some other teams just just nipping at their heel, like just ready to go, just ready to take over, right? But when I think about Brooklyn, I do think they'll at least make the play-in. I do think they have two young players that are worth considering for your investment, one guy that I would kind of forget about, and I'm afraid to say this, but um, when we look look at young players with upside buying their cards now in the hopes that this young guy could have a great series or a great playoff showing, the Nets have three guys I would consider, and they would be Cameron Thomas, Cameron Johnson, and Mikhail Bridges. I would lean toward... And I am leaning toward Bridges every time with this. Why? Uh, Cam Thomas is not starting. He has the chance to go off as a scorer off the bench, microwave, like just light it up. He has the chance to get some spot starts between now and April. He has the potential long-term to be a great scorer in the league. Like that's going to be like, I think if you started piling up the Cameron Thomases three months ago, I wouldn't blame you. And if you want to add to your stash, that's fine. Uh, but a guy would not look at, I for sure would not look at Cameron Johnson. And you might think, well, why not? He's this young guy that was a, a key role player for the Suns. Now he's got a chance to start all the time. He has some nights where he just goes off from three-point three range and can do a lot of things. Absolutely true. But Cameron Johnson is older than his draft class. He's actually a few years older than most players who came out in that 2019 prism, that iconic Zion Williamson shiny class that kicked off the wow, just the boom of the sports card market again, like the re the renaissance, you know. Uh, but I, I don't like Cameron Johnson as an investment. I, I think he's a great complimentary player who can score. But the guy that I'm I'm most intrigued by, both for this playoffs and for long term, is Bridges. I talked about him on our last podcast. I like him a lot. He'd be the guy that I would watch for Brooklyn. Uh, he would also be the guy that if I was a fan of Brooklyn, I'd be really excited about as a key piece of the team moving forward. They have tons of draft picks, tons of players that other teams will want. They have some interesting decisions to make in the offseason. But I like Mikael Bridges. 
And if I go to the next team, number seven is the Miami Heat. Now, could the Miami Heat surpass Brooklyn? Sure. Do they have a lot of familiar names like Bam and Jimmy and Tyler Hero? Yes. But I made a note uh, as I was making out the, the plan for this episode of like, correct me if I'm wrong, there's not one player on the Miami Heat that I would invest in basketball card-wise. I might enjoy collecting them. If you, you love Jimmy Butler or you love Tyler Hero, go for it. You do you. Bam Adebayo is, is a fantastic young player. I'm not sure he should have made the all-star team again this year, but he did. And uh, he's a great player. Just his card market, even Jimmy Butler's card market, it's just not solid. I think Tyler Hero, even if he has some outbreak scoring performances in the playoffs, we've seen that before. Sometimes we're, we're waiting in the card market. We watch and we respond more quickly to guys that have not done stuff before. Whereas this Miami team has already been to finals. This iteration of the Miami has been to the finals, lost to the Lakers. We've seen Jimmy Butler lead that team up the mountain. And uh, I do think his cards are undervalued, but I don't think they're going up anytime soon. And I feel the same way about the Miami Heat. Now I could be wrong if Miami puts it all together and they've just been saving it for a push through till June and they get helped by some injuries in Boston and Milwaukee. Maybe. But it's going to be short-lived. People don't love investing in Jimmy Butler. I'm sorry, but I care about you guys enough to tell you the truth. I'm your friend. I'm Gary, your host at Hoops and Cards. Write that down. Or just remember I said it. Like re- Hit refresh to the last 15 seconds. Like I'm, at, I'm trying to tell you, right? Basketball card habits, values, trends, they don't respond well to the Miami Heat. I don't know why. I don't know why. I'd love to be wrong, you know? So... Team number eight in the playoff push. I'm going to have a same same kind of taste in my mouth for the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, we've seen Trey Young get to the conference finals. We've seen DeJounte Murray put up triple-double numbers before and make an all-star team. Is there any reason to believe the Atlanta Hawks will make a deep playoff run? No, there's not. Is there any reason to look at one of their young guys, whether it's Trey or DeJounte or Anyeka Akangwu or DeAndre Hunter? No, I'm sorry, guys. We've been there before. Atlanta, I, I'm just, I'm not a prophet that sees the future. I'm just saying the likelihood of them going far in the playoffs or doing anything surprising, it's, it's not going to happen. So I'm not interested in any players on the Atlanta Hawks. And if you are, if you're a long-term collector in Trey Young, like I get it. Like he should have made the All-Star team. Like he's, he's a great young player. But there's just something, something's not right in Atlanta. And. uh Maybe they'll have to figure that out in the offseason. John Collins is still there. Number nine, team number nine. Actually, let's get let's take a break right now, and then we'll get to three more teams in the Eastern Conference as we look at cards and uh, things to watch out for. everybody welcome back welcome back thank you for listening hey uh we're gonna talk a bit about three more teams in the eastern conference and some opportunities that i see there 
but uh, but first, did you did you check out the new Donruss basketball, or have you have you seen a break? I uh, I enjoyed watching those. I enjoy hearing about them from people. I uh, got to go to a card show this past weekend briefly in Hartville. Shout out to everybody. That is like my once a month thing. Uh, you guys that go to those on a regular basis, or if you don't have one of those in your area, maybe it's your turn to start one or get in an online group. Get in our Discord even where you can uh, make some friends, where you can buy and sell cards. There's some great opportunities to do that online. Uh, some of you guys go into your first card shops or your first card shows recently. I'd love to hear your stories. But but yeah, this is a, a great time to think through what players are we interested in? Perhaps a short-term flip as they go into the playoffs and have a great opportunity really to showcase what they can do and the card markets can react like the card markets reacted to Bridges, Mikel Bridges recently, and like they've reacted to Emmanuel quickly, like they did to Cam Thomas. I like finding those kind of players. I also like digging around right now before the playoffs with superstars on teams that we know are going to perform well. So I'm not even, I mean, I might later on in another episode cover the Giannis market, the Tatum market, the Donovan Mitchell market, Joel Embiid. There are players like that that you just know, man, they're going to have some awesome, epic battles in May and in June, and I cannot wait for that stuff. Those are the guys I'm actually putting more of my investing energies or my collecting energies in right now. I mentioned the Joel Embiid rookie card market seems like a good opportunity. Uh, the Giannis and the Tatum, those, those things have had their run up, and I, I feel like the Giannis one might be ready to rebound, no pun intended, like rebound again. Chris Milton's back and healthy. Milwaukee looks to be full strength, and they've won a lot of games in a row. So there's your little Eastern Conference update. The Cleveland Cavaliers also knocked off the Boston Celtics again in overtime the other night. Some people would say, yeah, but they didn't even have Jason Tatum. You're right, Davey. You're right, Erica. They didn't have Tatum that night. They didn't have Rob Williams either. However, it is the third time this season that the Cavaliers have beaten the Celtics in overtime. And all that says, that would be an amazing series. That would be an amazing six, seven games. I'd have to lean Boston in six, but I would love, love, love to see that series almost as much as I'd love to see Cavs-Knicks or Celtics-Knicks or anybody against the Knicks, Sixers-Knicks, because there's a lot of spitting when you say those words, Sixers-Knicks. That's what I'm talking about. But there are three teams that aren't going to be in the playoffs, or at least if things ended right now, they wouldn't be. We wouldn't be talking about the Wizards or the Raptors or the Halliburtons. I mean the Pacers. The Wizards, Raptors, and Pacers. In Washington, they have some talented players. They would qualify for the play-in right now. They do have nights where they can beat just about anybody. I don't understand this team. I don't understand how they collected all these weird hodgepodge of players. But um, there's something there. And, and at the same time, like, well, who would I invest in? As a matter of preference, and I, I encourage you guys to buy what you like or not, like, like focus on cards you like. There has not been a lot of respect or excitement surrounding the Wizards nationally. Even though a healthy Porzingis, even though Kyle Kuzma has been playing like just one other guy that LeBron kicked out of town that could have been awesome on the Lakers and is averaging 20 plus a game like Kuzma having a great season again. 
You've got, did I already say Bradley Beal? You got Beal, Porzingis, Kuzma. You've got some other guys that uh, they love having on the team. I'm like trying to think of them right now, like Denny Abdija, Corey Kispert, Monte Morris. They just have this, this interesting blend, this mix of talented players. And um, at the same time, Well, let me just say there have been some nights lately where Porzingis has been dominant. And, you know, could he be the Laurie Markkinen of the East? This Like, could there be a, a, a moment coming up in the next month where Kristaps Porzingis is the talk of the league? Yeah, but I'm not, I'm not betting on it. But, yeah, he has that potential. Other than that, I'm not looking at any Wizards. But the Raptors... You're like, oh, good. Here's where Gary's going to go off and mention Pascal Siakam like he does every fourth episode. Or here's where we're going to talk about Gary Trent Jr., or OG and an OB, because you can find his rookies in the dollar box somewhere. Guys, um, and Scotty Barnes. Scotty Barnes came in the season with such high prices on his rookie cards, and Scotty Barnes and the Raptors have been disappointing. Now, they may have won six of their last ten, they may have the talent when they're all together healthy, when they have the talent to play with just about anybody and frustrate just about any team. When they're hitting their threes, when Van Vliet is on, when OG is on, they can defend anybody, first of all. Second of all, they've got like they've got stars coming off their bench. They've got some great players. I don't here's my caution. Here's my word of warning. They've underachieved all season. Even if you like one player, it seems like they've got six guys that are fighting over shots or roles on the team or play the same position and can't get out of each other's way. So unless they put a lot of stuff together in the last five weeks, they're not making a deep playoff run. That's part one. Part two, when I look at the Raptors, I'm looking at a couple guys who I think are overvalued in the card market. Scotty Barnes is one. Maybe he's just the only one. Now, Siakam, there's your all-star. There's a guy that, you know, once they do put their potential together out there on the court, uh, it's going to be him. Him and Fred Van Vliet running the show. I just feel like I wouldn't invest in any of them. There are good deals on rookies of Trent Jr. and Ananobi and yeah, but they have nights where they score five points. Like, I don't understand what Toronto is doing with their rotation, and I don't have to. I'm, I'm just going to ignore the Raptors for the next month. In the offseason, if you want to give away, your fr- give me a free Siakam autograph rookie, I'll be, I'll be happy to take that off your hands. I think he's a, a terrific player. I think all their guys have potential. They're just not – something's not fitting. Something's not working in Toronto, so – I'm kind of staying away from Toronto as far as investments go. Uh, When it comes to the last team that has a chance to make the playoffs, I'm talking about the Indiana Tyrese Halliburtons. (laughs) I'm talking about the Pacers. They all of a sudden, you know, if they get on a win streak and a couple of the teams I already mentioned slide or continue sliding, Indiana could eke, they could sneak, they could freak their way into the play-in. Who cares? Well, Fans of Tyrese Halliburton. He's had an all-star season. He's had several games recently where he's just taken his game to the next level. They have some nice talent around him. Miles Turner, 
Buddy. They've got some young players with potential. Nemhard, Benedict Matherin, and what's his cheese? Aaron Neesmith. Yep, that's who I was thinking of. Aaron Neesmith. And they've also got Isaiah Jackson, Jalen Smith, and TJ McConnell, and five other guys who used to be good off the bench for somebody. Now, I like Halliburton. I'm impressed with Halliburton. I think there are still some good deals on Halliburton out there. But I don't think the Pacers make it out of the play-in. That's not too, it's not too risky to say. If you're long-term on Tyrese Halliburton and you want to buy his cards in August and September, go for that. Like that, that would be the play here. Pacer fans, you want to wait till the offseason and buy dirt cheap rookies of Miles Turner, graded silver autos, go for it. You want to wait until November to load up on your Benedict Matherin rookies after they've all come out and everybody's bought new and been excited about all their big name rookie. Like, yeah, wait till November. You'll find some affordable Benedict Matherin rookies. He looks like a star long-term and um, you'll be glad you waited. You will. Uh, unless you want to flex and buy your cards and show them off on Instagram or come into our discord and say, Hey man, look, look at all my Isaiah Jackson RPAs, you know, uh, Dude, you're awesome. <laughs> nice job. Nice job amassing those TJ McConnell 101s. Um, one of, any 101 is a pretty cool card to have, but those are my bubble teams in the East. And, you know, as we look at those, maybe they make the playoff team players. I like Michael Bridges and not much else. I like watching Halliburton because I think he's got a future of playoff runs in his career. I think there's some, some young dudes to watch, uh, you know, not even mentioned in this, in this list is the Chicago bulls who I think are out, but Zach Levine has played extremely well over the last eight weeks. And um, you know, at the same time, I don't see the bulls making it out of the play in, even if they get into that. So so guys, those are my thoughts on the Eastern Conference. Our next episode, I'm going to talk about some hidden values in the Western Conference. I'm going to talk about some veteran superstars that uh, you know some of you we've known for a long time, but but maybe didn't realize their card values right now are like, are you serious? <laughs> that guy at that price at this point in the season, and it may be just an episode you'll want to listen to where you're like, I'm making some notes to buy low during buying season. I'm planning ahead. Maybe now is the time to sell the guys that are in the headlines, sell the guys that are, you know, list your things on eBay because in some of these big time regular season games or early playoff games, that's when people are going to respond to a big game or two. That's when they're going to go after those cards online and you'll be glad you listed them in advance. So any of the teams I've mentioned, I would just go ahead and list their superstar cards. If you're willing, if you want to sell when the market's, Hot or when there's an opportunity, they have to be available for someone to buy when there's excitement. So they will buy the hype. They'll buy the big news and uh, you'll be glad you listed them in advance. So guys, those are my thoughts on the Eastern conference. Thank you so much for listening. Have an awesome week. Friends, let me know who you're looking at. What teams did I, did I offend you when I said all oh, the Atlanta Hawks? Like, eh. like what, what, where am I wrong? Like hit me up. Tell me what I'm missing here. Tell me like, bro, have you seen on Yekka rebound? Like, like tell, me, tell me what deals you think are worth digging for or what guys I might have missed out on, what players you are currently stockpiling. So 
Message me at Hoops and Cards on Instagram or Gary at Hoops and Cards. Please smash the like or follow button on our YouTube channel and uh, refer it to your friends. Guys, if you're new to the show, love to hear from you as well. Tell me where you're listening from and I will send you a free card. Got lots of good rookie cards to send out and and, uh, share the love, guys. It's Hoops and Cards. Have an awesome week. Signing off. So why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? Jalen Brunson, killer crossover goes right by Mike Conley. Uh, Listen, Brunson is a good player. They're making him look like uh, Kyrie Irving. Are you running Treadstone?